Today, Amos, our instructor, keeps us waiting. Our horses grow impatient, stamping and snorting and tossing their heads. When she does appear, she looks even thinner than usual, her bald head bowed into the wind. Tie a knot in your reins, she barks, and do not touch them again until I tell you. She has not greeted us, and this is the only thing she says. Under her arm, she carries a bundle of switches, and our unease is further transmitted to the restless horses. It is some years since our palms last blistered with that sudden stripe of pain, a slash from those slender wooden sticks, to help us learn what we must know. We've learned not to transgress in those girlish ways any more. As we get older, there seem to be other ways to get things wrong, and other punishments. Amos goes from rider to rider, pulling a switch from the bundle as she goes, passing each switch through our elbows so that it sits in the crooks of them and lies suspended across our backs. We must balance them thus, resting lightly in the crooks of our elbows and across our backs, for the whole of this morning's instruction. For good measure, Amos tells us to remove our feet from the stirrups as well, so that our legs dangle free and we have nothing to secure us to our horses other than our balance. You are my novices, and you will learn to sit up straight if it's the last thing I teach you. She picks up her own long whip and tells a leader to walk on. We proceed from the yard in single file. Already the dull pain above my left eye has begun. The anxiety of not knowing what will happen should my switch slip from my clenched elbows, the desperation to get it right, not to get it wrong, throbs in my skull. If we can get away with it, we exchange glances that tell each other our backs have already begun to ache. The cold has come, and the air has turned into icy gauze. In response to the chill wind under his tail, the leader's horse sidles and skitters, then lowers his head. I wonder if he will buck. Today the leader is laying. Will she be able to stay on if he does buck? What will be the penalty if she falls? Perhaps a barefoot walk across the frosted fields to bring in the brood mares, or being made to clean the tack outdoors with hands wet from the icy water in the trough. At least we are now spared the usual revolting punishment of cleaning the latrines, a task or punishment that falls to other, lesser workers. But there is nothing to worry about. Lang is also a novice like me, but she is far more gifted. She's what you might call a natural. Concentrate in your center of balance. Amos stands in the middle of the arena and pokes at the sawdust with the handle of her whip, not looking at us as we circle her. From her pocket, she takes out her little tin box of tobacco and cigarette papers. With one hand still holding the whip, she uses the other hand to roll the flimsy paper and tamp the tobacco into it. Then she clamps the cigarette between her thin lips. In my mind, I have her fused with tobacco. Her skin is the color of it. She smells of it. I even imagine her bones yellowed by it, and indeed her scrawny frame seems to draw its very sustenance from it. She appears never to have had hair, and her eyes are amber, like a cat's. She rarely eats, just smokes her cigarettes one after the other. Where does she get the illicit tobacco from? And the papers? And from where does she get the courage to do something so disobedient, so openly? It is a mystery, but a mystery that we would never dare question and the little painted tin box in which she keeps her tobacco is another mystery. It is a found object from the time before, made by the old people, who are not like us. Altoids, it says on the lid. None of us knows what it means. Amos has had to drop the whip in order to light the cigarette, 
but it's swiftly back in her hand. She sends a lazy flick, the lash moving serpent-like across the sawdust to sting the hocks of my horse. How does a serpent move? I am not supposed to know, because we have never seen such a thing in our land. They do not exist here. And yet I do know. I know because I read forbidden pages, and I saw a forbidden image upon those pages. I saw the creature entwined in the branches of a tree, and I read the words, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden?'